My name is Doreen. I'm a very grateful recovering addict. And uh, it's truly good to be here, you know, this evening. Um, you know, y'all gonna have to really help me out a little bit here, you know, because uh, uh, the mother's getting up in age now, you know, and my mind is not my friend sometimes. <laughs> but... Uh, uh, um, just to give you a little bit about myself and, you know, how I got here and what happened. I uh, was listening to a lot of the speakers earlier today, you know. And uh, I'm from Washington, D.C. And um, what happened, I, I used drugs for a, a long time, you know. And I got sick and tired of being sick and tired. I wanted a new way of life, and I just didn't know how to get started. And what happened, uh, I think, uh, when Martha Luther King, uh, uh, they had the march or something in D.C. Anyway, I got locked up that time. It was last and final damn time, you know, that I got locked up in Washington, D.C. And uh, I was saying to myself, Lord, I'm just tired. I, I need to get my life together. I want to get my life together. But how was I going to get my life together, you know? And uh, sitting over in that jail, you know, I got to uh, thinking about things, you know. And uh, um, and mainly that you think of what did she do when she was out there. I did everything that I could to get the wears and tears that I needed for my body. As a prostitute, I, I did everything under the sun. But I got to the point where I was sick and tired of being sick and tired. So when I went over to jail uh, at that time when they had that ride, that was back in about 60-something, 65 or 66 or so. And I come out and I said, I'm going to try to get my life together, you know. And I just didn't know, once an addict, they say always an addict, you know. But anyway, I came out and, and uh, um, I tried to do the right thing. And by alcohol being accepted by society, you know, it was all right to drink. And little did I know back there at that time, I was a person with addictive personality. I did not like to feel anything, you know. So when I started uh, uh, drinking when I got out, uh, I didn't like alcohol. I didn't like the way it smelled. I didn't like the way it tasted. I didn't like the way it burned going down. So therefore, when I uh, got me uh, a little drink, call myself a little drink, I got a big uh, glass like this, and I must fill it halfway up with alcohol and maybe put a little bit of soda in between there. So uh, the first drink that I took was there and they knocked me out, you know. And uh, I found myself very happy, you know, and, and, and going on, you know. And and I just didn't I just didn't like the way that it, it made me feel, you know. But I couldn't stop because for one thing, I did not know who this woman was, you know. And I, I didn't know how to find out who this woman was, you know. So anyway, I, I started drinking for uh, uh, quite some time and determined that I'm not going to use any more drugs and everything because I was tired of going to, uh, to uh, the jail. I was tired of sticking needles in my arm and I was just started a whole, whole gamut, you know. And so I come out and I begin to start getting myself together 
and uh, uh, I stopped using uh, drugs and hard drugs, I say, back then. It must have been about ten, six days, something like that. But, uh, like I said, I started drinking because alcohol was accepted by five years old. And I um, wound up getting me a, a, a little job or, or, or so, you know. And, uh, uh, like I said, the alcohol was accepted, so I started drinking. And I got to the point where, uh, you know, the, I was having blackouts, you know. I was uh, waking up places I didn't know where it was, you know, how I got there. My car, I couldn't find out where my car was and, and, and everything, you know. And I uh, woke up one morning and somebody's been and asked me what I want for breakfast. I said, man, what you doing in my house? My husband will be home in a few minutes, you know. So he said, baby, you know, I ain't in your house. You're in my house. I said, oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> I said, Lord, it is something that's got to happen here. You know, I had to really uh, get myself back together again. But I just didn't know how, you know. And uh, uh, I was working in, the, in a, a drug aftercare program at the time, you know. And, and, and what happened is that uh, uh, we used to have meetings and, and things in this program and everything, and uh, uh, I could counsel and everything, and, uh, but uh, things still wasn't right for me, you know, I, I just didn't feel right or, or so, you know. And like uh, on the weekends, you know, I would stop drinking during the week, but on the weekend, I would go in the liquor store, and the, and, and the, the, uh, the managed store, he'd even put a fifth or a half gallon up on the counter, you know. And if it was payday, I'd get a half gallon. If it uh, wasn't payday, I'd get a fifth for the weekend, you know. And so I got to the point, I said, that this, is, this has got to stop. I have got to get myself together. I just cannot keep on going on like this, you know. And uh, somebody, a better friend that used to be uh, uh, an addict. And the last time I seen him, he was pushing uh, a cot with bottles and everything in it, you know. And uh, But he looked so good and so distinguished looking, you know. And I went up to him, I said, well, I said, yeah, I said, well, you damn, you, you really look good. He said, you look too, so what you do? I said, well, I work here, and, uh, and he said, well, okay, then he got to talking. And, uh, uh, I said, well, you ain't drinking enough no more. He said, no. And he happened to have that little black book in his hand, you know, uh, uh, that uh, AA had, you know. And uh, he said, uh, well, I, I go to this fellowship, you know. And I said, well, what is that, you know. So he told me about the fellowship, you know. And I said, well, you know, I've been drinking a lot and I'm trying to stop. He said, well, here, read this. So I read that and I liked what I was reading in there. So he said, uh, I'll call you if you want to go to a meeting, I'll take you to a meeting. I said, well, fine, you know. One way he called me, and, and I went to my uh, first meeting uh, uh, in AA. And it happened to be an anniversary. And uh, this fellow got up at Napoleon with a very distinguished-looking fellow. Looked like anybody's professor you ever want to see, you know. And, and, you know, I couldn't believe. You know, I've always been around people talking about people, and I'm going to help you talk with everybody in this room, but you're going to tell them my damn business, you know. That's the same I was, you know. So when this fellow was talking about himself like it was, I couldn't believe that this man was saying the things that he was saying about himself, you know, about how he was such a terrible alcoholic, and, and he was spread across the street. He said that his children would come up to him and, and tell him, say, uh, uh, come on, Mr. So-and-so, I'll help you across the street. And he said they'd get him out of the street and they'd leave him. And the cops would come and he'd be out there, ah, ah, you know, he had to you know. And I, and I mean, the things that he was saying about it, 
everybody like that, but everybody just something like that, you know. And I said, you know, this man got to be lying talk when it's just like that, you know. So I went to another meeting with him, and sure enough, this was a, 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 a meeting, that, uh, a discussion meeting, you know, around table. So we sit down, I heard people sitting around, and they was talking about things that was happening and going on with them. I've never been around people like this. And I found myself slowly but surely going to the uh, uh, AA meetings, you know. And I began to like those AA meetings. And I was in AA for about two years, you understand me. And uh, somebody told me that they had a drug meeting in Washington, D.C., up at the VA hospital, you know. And I said, well, let me go over and see what that's all about, you know. I'm pretty doing pretty good now in my job and counseling and, and all this crap, you know, and not drinking or not using any <laughs> drugs and everything. So I go up there to uh, VA, great big room just like this, well lit just like this, you know. And I go up there and I all of a sudden get somebody say, uh, meeting time. So we all come in the big room there, the lights were on. So when we got in the room, they cut all the damn lights out. <laughs> and they had a lamp sitting on the table. And when you, when somebody got to speak, you had to go do one of these numbers to, to see who was talking, right? And I said, well, what the hell? You can't see who, what they said, who was saying that? Well, you know, so after the meeting, the lights come back on. Well, I was very uncomfortable in this drug meeting because I had come out of the dark into the light. Now y'all bring me back in the goddamn dark. <laughs> so uh, they cut the lamp on, and I said, well, shit, you know. And I say, well, I couldn't even see who was talking and what they were saying or what, you know. But anyway, I looked up, and they had the AA preamble. You know, 12 steps in, 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 in the 12th edition, hanging up. And they had NAs literature on the table. And they had the white book on the table. So I went over and I looked and I got the white book and I read the part, uh, first part of it and said, I don't like what I was reading. So the couple of pamphlets they had, I picked up the pamphlet and I took that. So when I got back, got outside, you know, I started reading the pamphlet. And I liked what I was reading in the uh, uh, the little white book, you know. So uh, I got together. I said, well, now, you know, I started some meetings down there where I work at, you know. And uh, I began to uh, read the uh, pamphlet. So I got, uh, uh, I called the World Service down there. And when I called the World Service, I got Jimmy K. And I started telling Jimmy K, you know, about uh, the meetings here and everything and so he said, well, Johnny, should I tell you what we do? We're going to send you a startup kit. I said, well, okay, what's a startup kit, you know? So he was telling me what a startup kit was, but we can start it like it's supposed to be. And I said, oh, okay. So he sent me a startup kit, you know. And, of course, I was uh, working in the government, you understand me. So I could call Jimmy damn near every day, every other day, as long as I wanted. It wasn't hammering the telephone bills and shit at that time. You called in the way you were, around the country, you know. And me and Jimmy, we used to lay back and have some long talks, you know. So Jimmy sent me a starter's kit and, and everything in the readings and things, you know. I said, well, okay, then we're going to we'll get a meeting started, you know. So uh, uh, I got a meeting started down at the uh, place where I work at, and uh, uh, 
us like as addicts, you know, we got to get to the beat of the things, you know, we want to really talk, you know. We don't want to hear all those readings and all that shit, you know. So uh, uh, when we got there and, and we got the readings and everything and uh, and uh, uh, they say, you mean tell me I read all this shit before we start the meeting or something, you know? I say, well, yeah, it was a lot. It was a lot to me, you know, to read, you know. But I mean, I don't know why, because I've been in AA and they got just as much, you know, maybe not as much, but they had a long reading. So I said, well, I'll find out about that. So I called Jimmy back and I told Jimmy, I said, Jimmy, I said, don't you think we could condense this a, a, a little bit? He said, oh, no. He said, no, we cannot condense that at all. It has to be read in entirety. You know, the whole thing. I said, oh, poor, what is it, four, five of them? And he said, yeah, it's got to be read in time. I said, well, okay. He said, that's where it's got to be, and God damn it, that's where it's going to be. <laughs> so, uh, I was a child because it was my building and my place, you know. So, sure enough, we began to get that. We got used to the readings and, and, and things like that, and, and that's how we began in the, you know, down there in the drug aftercare place where uh, I was working. And uh, uh, then we got, we heard about a drug meeting in, uh, I think it was Maryland, you know, over in Maryland. So we went over there to be knows about the meeting that's going over there. And we went over in Maryland. Sure enough, they was having an NA meeting over there. And uh, we got uh, along with some of the fellows. One fellow was in a wheelchair. I forgot his name there, Bob. I think it was Jimmy. And then there was another fellow from California, a little blonde-haired young dude, you know, from California. And we went over there to uh, uh, their meeting, early service meeting. And so, you know, I didn't know what the hell they were talking about, but they invited us, so we were there, you know. And uh, we began to hook up with them. Then Virginia came in with us. And then... Baltimore, Maryland came in with us. And then we began to used to have our little area services and our meetings, and we began to understand and talk to one another. And, uh, boy, we used to have some terrible meetings, you know. And uh, uh, down at my workplace, I had the, uh, we had a, a, a conference room, and uh, we used to have an area meeting, you know, for the areas to come to. And we had a long table. And bless his soul now, he's dead, this fellow uh, from out of uh, uh, Virginia. I, I can't think of his dude's name now. But I thought his purpose was strictly to come to the meeting and suck with Doreen. When I was the chairperson, I had no idea what the hell I was doing. You know, because like we all get positions and we think we big shit and everything, you know. And, uh, uh... I would get there, and before I knew it, baby, I would be getting up on that table calling to get to that something, saying something to me, and I'd be calling across the table. And this little fellow used to get up, I can't remember their names to save my life, but he used to say, ah, he said, these are non-negotiable. No, he would read whatever the tradition was. And then I think after reading them, he said, these are non-negotiable. And we had to sit there, and we had to take that shit. <laughs> you know, us as being asked, we know every damn thing. So we just had to take this shit, you know. Lying off, that's what it was. He's dead now. That's the soul. He's dead now. Larry, I said, and that was Larry's reason for coming to that meeting just to get on my last goddamn nerve. <laughs> but, uh, uh, soon after that, I got, uh, a promotion, and, and, and uh, they asked me to come over uh, to the federal courthouse 
as a federal probation officer's assistant. So I start carrying a badge in my pocket. And it's only through the fellowship that things begin to start opening up and start happening for me like they did. And I started a meeting. Thank you. Please talk to the mic. Mm-hmm. Uh, I started meetings over at the federal courthouse in Washington, D.C. Understand me? And uh, that was the first uh, meeting they ever, in any meeting that they ever had, drug meeting that they ever had in the courthouse. And I got a lot of my fellow uh, 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 addicts that was on probation to celebrate their anniversary two or three years to add in the courtroom and invited the judges. And they were so surprised and so shocked. Some of them had tears in their eyes because they couldn't believe that things was happening like it was. And some of those guys, which you call them recidivism, means they can't never get, they'll never be whatever the hell it is, you know. But anyway, they had two and three and four years. And I stayed at that courthouse, the federal courthouse for, um, well, I retired after 21 years from the federal courthouse in Washington, D.C. So you can't tell me what can't happen for you, you know. And uh, N.A. became my baby. And this is where I stayed. Anytime they called for me at any time, whatever they needed or wanted me to do, I was right there. Even when they called me out of California to them conference, I will not lie to you. I didn't know what the shit they was all about or nothing. But I would sit there and I would give my goddamn opinion of whatever the hell was up. <laughs> but I loved it. Anytime they called me to do anything. And I'm saying all this to say that if there's anybody in here now that has any doubt about anything, all you got to do is get up and do what you got to do. Here I am with an eighth grade education, and I didn't complete that. But you people are the ones that give me the strength and the courage to step on out there and do what I had to do. And I can only say that God works through people. And I always say, unless I can see the goodness of the Lord amongst the land of the living, then I will believe. It's when I come into rooms like this and see all my fellow N.A. people that I believe that it's only through God that I'm standing where I am today. And if I can do it, anybody else can do it. I have no distinguish between A.A. and I don't even get into that goddamn controversy. <laughs> Wherever you are, if you get yourself together and you're doing it like you're supposed to do, fine with me. You know, I'm not, and if I'm somewhere, if they ain't got an NAD, and I know how to sit myself as an AA and sit back and listen. You know, when I need something. You understand me? But NA is my baby. I got sponsors all around the country. And one thing about the mother, I do not pretend. And my thing now is talk straight. Talk straight. I don't give a damn what it is. Talk straight. I don't allow nobody to come to me sideways. Because just like it's your life, this is my life too. You know. And I'm not playing with my life today. In two more years, I'll be 70 years old. 
And it's only through the grace and people like yourself in this fellowship that I'm here like I am. And I'm still just a spice here. Don't give a shit. I've heard nobody. You know, Tony Long was sitting there talking. I remember when we got together with uh, D.C. We got D.C. started in, in N.A. Then uh, we went up to New York. You know, we had our basketball games going in New York and uh, uh, New Jersey all the way up to Boston. You know, we had tournaments. And, I mean, she's never done nothing like this before, you know. And y'all remember Dot Tally, Blaze, and, and all my girls, they oh, oh, we used to have a good time, honey, right here, you know. I'll never forget when I first met Blaze, you know, Blaze big and everything. Blaze was talking shit, you know. And Blaze had scared acting for her. Oh, wow, what's your name? I said, well, what the hell is yours? <laughs> and we were sitting in the women's meeting talking, and she was talking some shit. And I crossed her up, you know, I said something up. And she looked, looked at me like, she you know, I say, now, nah, I know this big bitch ain't coming to <laughs> But somehow we got to talking, and I went on to my room, right? And uh, I wanted a cigarette, and I didn't have a match or nothing, you know? And I said, oh, well, I'm going to... And I went out in the hall, and I was walking down the hall. We was in Virginia somewhere. Both of us both been speaking. She was speaking at the banquet, I was speaking at the, um, the morning, the next morning. So I heard these kids talking, laughing, I mean, crying and crying on. And I went knocking on the door. I said, do you have a match? And somebody turned in. Oh, oh my goodness, come here, come here. I said, well, what's the matter? And Blaze was sitting on the bed like this. And she said, we're, we're going to leave y'all. I said, what's the matter? She looked at me. She said, you're scared of me, ain't you? I said, this big motherfucker. I said, no, why? Why should I be scared of you? She said, you're not scared of me. I said, no, I'm not scared of you. And she just cried and she just hugged me. And nobody had ever seen her cry before, she said. Because if anybody here knew Blake, she had that tongue, that twist that she had to turn, you know. And I never forget when she went there, she said, will you be down there when I speak tonight? And uh, I went downstairs to the banquet while she was speaking, and she started talking, and all of a sudden she just started boohooing, crying. I mean, everybody, I mean, they were so shocked. They didn't know what was, what was really going on with Blaze. But I think Blaze had some kind of spiritual awakening at that time, and we got to be just like this after that, you know. And we women, we really did stick together with one of them. Blaze, tea, you know, all of us, we would get together with one another. You know, I had a, another little sponsor. Y'all know a lot about Carmelita, you know. And uh, 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 we all stuck to one another. And, and I'm the type, I do not spare the rod because I don't want you to spare it to me, and I don't like nobody talking to me no any kind of happy way. You understand me? So all you got to do is say something to me once or twice, and this motherfucker will not talk to me like that. Before. Yeah, I still talk like him, I'm going to tell you. But uh, uh, that's what keeps me doing what I got to do. And how I got this is in here, you know. And, 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 and the church that was going to 
to AA in, 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 in D.C., even though they accepted us in AA, but they would get in there and they'd be talking so wrong, you know, about how they would shoot up and how many times they kicked the thing and, and people would be sitting there and people would wonder, what the hell is they talking about? You understand me? And it was getting to the point where they couldn't hardly, they couldn't hardly stand it, you know. And I go to an AA uh, meeting and I go somewhere and they ain't anywhere. But I respect their, uh, their traditions and, and their whatever they have in there, you know. And uh, um, I don't know, I just thank God for this program. I'm jumping from here to there because, like I said, you know, my mind is not my friend sometimes. And, uh, uh, but uh, if it wasn't for this program, everything I got, I got it through this program here and through you people here, you know. Until my life now, I don't worry about it. You know, I don't worry about a damn thing, you know. And my main thing now is talk straight. You come in here, you find out who you are, where you are, and what your purpose in life is, you know. Study who you are. I'm still the same person that come in here with the deep feelings, very sensitive and highly emotional. But see, I'm a more aware of that today about myself than I was yesterday. So when things begin to play up in me now, I know what to do. If it's no more than taking a step or two back, that don't mean I got to go back nowhere, all the way back nowhere. But I can take a step too back to get myself together, you know. And I know that things are not always going to be like I want them to be. You understand? But that's because y'all have taught me this. And a lot of things ain't changed within me. And I will not sit up here and tell you, this, I done went through a whole lot of hell. You know, since I've been here, I've lost my mother, my father, my husband, my grandson. But the mother's still holding on. I'm doing things that I never thought I would do. But I'm still going on in spite of. And all you got to do is keep the face and concentrate on what you got to do and begin to learn how to talk straight. You know, when somebody comes sliding beside me, I say, baby, come around here in front of me and talk to me. Don't slide up behind me, behind my goddamn back or my side. I don't know what the hell you going to do. You know, I got to. I'm going to throw operation on my eyes. I'm going to see. And don't go out see straight is in front of me. And I used to love the talks that I had with Jimmy Cat. Of course, I was on the government phone, you know, so I could talk and ask all kinds of dumb questions. And Jimmy would be there. And before, I think it was a year or so before Jimmy died, Jimmy came to D.C. and spoke at our convention. And I don't know what a lot of y'all knew, but years ago, we used to have to bet on having conventions. Who in here remember that? I know you do, talking all y'all old timers in here. We would go someplace, and you had to be in a, in a big old auditorium room by a certain time. And if you wasn't in there by a certain time, you had to get locked out. And the people who wanted the convention in their town had to be there and be in that room by that certain time. And then everybody had to get up, present whoever was bidding, had to present why they wanted to have the World Convention 
in their hometown. And I think it was Maryland, Virginia, and 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 uh, what's that other place down there where you stick your ass and the bees and all that? New Orleans. <laughs> <laughs> All of them were saying, you know, they had a presentation, you know, and everything. That who was going to be in for the last convention. That was the last time that we did it on the convention. Because the next year, it went to England. And the world decided where it would go there. And baby, we got down there, we were running. And baby, they had bees. They were saying, you come to New Orleans, you can... Just uh, do the mother God and all that shit there. Then the people from Virginia had to hold on. The beaches and the water and the sand dunes. And Maryland, I forgot what the hell Maryland had, you know. And, and the little girl that we had fishing for, she said, uh, oh, my God. She said, I don't know what I'm going to say. I said, go on, my baby, baby, you're going to be all right. I said, don't. You're the sign of the horse. I said, it's going to be all right. So she got up and she said, well, I, I, it's nothing I can tell you, but uh, we wanted uh, the convention in D.C. because uh, we got about uh, 10,000 addicts who need help in D.C. They said, oh, my Lord, the whole place just went up. They had talking about the fun you could have everywhere else, but they didn't mention the main thing, the sick addicts that needed their help. And D.C. got that time. And God damn it, we didn't lose. <laughs> D.C. But everything I have gotten, I don't care what you are about in here, in this room. I don't care where you think you are or how you feel about yourself. It's growing time for you in here. It's growing time. Find out who you are. I don't wish I was nobody, nobody else. You know, like you said, oh, gee, uh, uh, I wish I could be like, oh, no, I don't want to be like no goddamn body in here. You know, I've learned how to be like Doreen. I've learned how to love Doreen. And, and y'all in here that know me, they know me for years. When I was had teeth, I used to take them out at convention. And I would tell y'all, ain't nothing that falls here but these teeth, and I'd wave them up. <laughs> I done lost all that damn teeth, and I swear I wouldn't buy no goddamn more. And I have. So the mothers, you know, tell me when they take pictures, I go. Because <laughs> what you see is what you get. And there's nothing that I wouldn't do for none of you all. You know, Tony and all, I remember us being all bad up there. I'm mother some of the cussing people and shit up there. I know when I had a And you know what? When I really will be all right is when I'm six feet under. 
But as long as God has kissed me up in the morning, kissed me on the tips of my lips, and said, Doreen, here's another day for you. Fresh, clean, and unused, all yours. What are you going to do with it? The mother's going to step right on out on that day. I don't know what's going to happen or what, but I can tell you some things have happened to me in my life since I've been in this fellowship that I, it's still, I can't explain. And I will not try to stay in here and explain it to you. Here I am with an eighth grade education, and I wound up being a federal parole officer assistant and got respect from the chief judge in the courthouse. Talk much shit. <laughs> and tell them what I had to tell them. You put it back on the baby. I sure will. <laughs> Thank you, Dom. <laughs> but all I am saying, try to love yourself. You know, there's always something there to love. You know, there's always something there to learn. You know, you got some know-it-alls that you can't talk about anything to. You understand me? But when I get to knowing too bad that much, I know it's ready for time for me to leave waiting here. You know, but as long as I'm on this God-given earth, there's work to be done. And if there's anybody that I can help, as long as it don't hinder me, I don't mind reaching out. But see, God did not leave away this universe and say, Doreen, you in charge of nothing. Y'all ain't put that five-minute sign up yet. You know, I'll keep going. I got ten more minutes? All right, thank you. Well, I, I, I want to leave a few minutes open if anybody got any questions. Because uh, all, uh, I, I just thank God for Jim Kay and who helped us to get NA started in D.C. And Tony and, and all of them in New York that we all got together and come up there with. You know, that we stuck together, and we had some hell of a battles coming through at the time. You know, I don't know what kind of shit they got up in there, but I don't know what that, uh, what is it? That good bucket or bucket something, whatever the hell they got going out there now. I don't know what the hell is going out there now. But as long as the kid come to me, and if they need some help, I will try to help them. But like I said, God did not leave away this universe to leave me in charge of nothing. You know. Two more years, I'll be 70 years old, and I ain't running behind shit. I'll tell you that now. You know. But if I can help anybody, I will help. I get phone calls every day from all over the country. And I don't mind doing my fair share. But when I get to the point where can't nobody talk to me, I can't nobody tell me nothing, you know. Uh, hey, look, I mean, I'll go up in a minute. Who, me? Just don't step sideways. I won't get right in your ass. You know, and tell you in a minute. And I don't nobody believe that ain't nobody been through as much as I have been through, you know, since I've been in this fellowship. And it's only through the grace that I'm standing up here now with a heart attack and, and everything I've had. But uh, as long as I got breath in my body and I keep on going, we got the meetings down there in, in America, Georgia, if y'all come through there. Just come on through there and then just ask for Doreen. I'm in the book and everything, and I'm laid back down in the country. I got a, a, a lovely place and, and and doing my goddamn thing. I, you know, when I go to D.C., I don't know what the hell be going on up here. You know, that children got so goddamn crazy. 
and everything, you know? I said, what the hell is going on? You know? But I'm at a point, like I say, when I say it, I mean just what I say. Talk straight. Learn how to talk straight. Learn who you are. No, no matter about who Dick, Tom, Dick, and Harry is, but find out who you are, where you are, and what is your purpose in life. You know, and once you start taking the focus off of you, you're bound to slip. You know? And once, if you don't like about a shit coming to you, then you teach. Learn how to talk straight. What are you saying? Well, what do you mean? What, well, ask me for whatever it is you want to know. I do not mind telling you with your nose ass self. Trying to put in my goddamn business. You know? But if you want to know, I will tell your ass. You understand me? And you know the first thing they say to me? Oh, oh yeah, you're crazy. Mm-hmm. People can't handle the truth. Learn how to study people. You know, when people come to you, you know when somebody comes to you sideways or sneaking. <laughs> but when they come straight, then what is it? And if there's something I need, I, I'm always, I'm on this goddamn it's always, I can learn. I still can learn. If it's no more, don't bring that shit to me, because I ain't but that goddamn shit no more. You know? So I know you will not come to me no more with that goddamn shit. <laughs> <laughs> I do whatever I have to do. I've been to church. And, and, and I like the gospel singing and everything, you know, and they try to give me work. I said, no, I don't work. And I, I go, I have my, 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 my job cut out for me. And it's not in the church, you know. They kept worrying to death, you know. And, and we have my, I got a, a letter from uh, one of my girls is doing a fifth, want to do a fifth step in it. I said, now these people don't know where I'm coming from or what's that. I said, now I got to back them up off me. Well, I'm going to go ahead and there, but I'm Dixon, fucking, and, you know, doing business. I said, well, look, this, this is the type of work I do. I just throw the name off today and, and let her read it. I ain't heard from that woman since. <laughs> <laughs> there are all kinds of ways of doing God's work. And I'm not going to pretend about nothing I do. You know, I'm not going to tell someone, don't come to me and tell me, well, you was this and and, and everything. You wasn't no goddamn Mona Lisa. <laughs> you know, I'd be damned and I'm going to get what you done did. You know, I may have done something. Just get that shit out of you. Because this is the shit that drags you and makes you feel so bad five minutes please. <laughs> this is the shit that makes you feel so bad. You know, can't nobody talk about you like you can. Can't nobody give it up like you can. You know, take the rock out of the goddamn head. You know, and don't go along with, you don't know nothing about me. I don't know what you tell you. Why you say, fuck that shit. If you talk straight, they won't have nothing to say. So I'm going to just cut it off now because they keep on sending these damn signs at me. Nobody but swearing. Nobody but swearing. Happy. Come on. Thank <laughs> you.